0: That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal.
1: Hey everyone and welcome to Overheard at the Bar. I'm your host Morkey, and as always, I'm joined by my friends Brando, John, and Will. How's everybody doing tonight?
0: Exhausted.
1: I'm um I'm sorry I had that awkward pause there. I kind of forgot Will's name. I haven't talked to him in a while.
0: We talked today.
2: <laughs> it was it was like four days ago. That only hurt my
0: feelings like a lot.
1: Um Yeah. No, I I actually I I, I said John's instead of Sopkis and it threw me off my game.
2: <laughs> you did yeah, I was like, Oh, well I guess we're using first names now, but not a big deal.
1: <sighs> oh, how's everyone doing well tonight?
0: Uh tired.
1: I'm along with Will. Yeah, I feel that.
0: I even went to bed at 8 yesterday.
1: Wow, look at you go. Yeah, I slept like 10
0: hours. I uh, well, I, got, I was ahead on studying, so I thought I could take a sleep.
1: Will's got all this free time on his hands, even though he tells us he doesn't.
0: So if I stop talking, you should just tell me to stop studying and pay attention to you guys. Cause
3: yeah. He's so too fun. busy making teeth or something like that. Something ridiculous.
2: Fake teeth, not uh, real teeth, but are they are like real cavities.
1: Yes. Thank
0: you. Represent.
1: But they're not real cavities, even if he tells you that they are real cavities.
0: Nope, that's uh, three two years from now I'll be saying real cavities.
1: Yeah, two years.
0: I, I can't work on people for two years. I gotta learn the trade.
1: Well, I just mean like, how how real could these? Cavities look like if you're not even allowed to touch real teeth for two more years.
0: Well, you know a cavity is just a hole in the tooth right? You just have to film I'm it, don't
1: you? Yeah.
0: Just, yeah. So, how? I mean, they can look pretty real if it's just a hole in the tooth. But if and I,
1: I had like, is it like a ceramic tooth?
0: It's yeah, it was a porcelain tooth.
1: Hmm. I don't believe you. Uh,
0: pictures I posted three of them.
1: <laughs> in the past <laughs> three hours. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's move on to our sidebar. Today we have, I really like this one. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it it, it gets a good rating for me. It's Ballast Points Skullpin IPA, um, Grapefruit IPA. As we know, I'm a big fan of uh, fruit beers. So, and I'm a big fan of IPA. So when you mix them, you're probably going to like it. I'm going to go ahead and rate this one at a uh, 2.75. You really like it? It's only 2.75? Yeah, I mean, like I, I was thinking through it. 2.75, I think, so, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I guess I'll go on this one. One, disappointed because it's grapefruit. I hate fruit and beer. I especially hate grapefruit just in general. It is an awful flavor. I don't see how people eat it. I, I
3: agree with you on that. I don't understand that perspective from people. What, that <laughs> they a grapefruit? Or that they eat it in the it, morning? It's, it's really, really good. Grapefruit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Do you pour like and a the, bunch of brown, brown sugar of on pork it? Is that why it's I would good call it... Ew, who would put brown sugar on it? I think it's just normal sugar. Sugar maybe that's sugar. why you don't like it, John. You're putting brown sugar. No, on I don't it. put any. I don't put any sugar on it. Well, I've maybe you it, should. I've had it
0: plain. Just cold. not brown sugar.
2: I don't think. I don't think you need to add sugar to a fruit in order to make it taste bearable.
1: I don't know, man. Have you ever had uh, a strawberry with a little sugar on it? That shit's terrible <laughs> No, I have not. That's it's that's real cool
2: good. It's, it's, You're it's missing out. Either way, um, it's an IPA. I don't mind IPAs, but I'm also not the biggest fan of it either. Um, You can definitely taste the grapefruit. So I don't know what much else to say about it other than I'll probably give it a 1.75. Ooh,
1: okay. See, I think you can taste the grapefruit, but I don't think it's that overbearing.
3: You know why it's not overbearing? Why? Why? Because it's an IPA, so you know what you taste? The, the <laughs> oh. hops. Yay.
2: <laughs> you, you get the taste of the grapefruit, but I will say it doesn't stick in your mouth like other beers you've yeah. had before.
1: Right. It doesn't taste like anything from Breckenridge where you just like...
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the exact face, too.
3: <laughs> Brando, what do you think? Well, uh since I already kind of started in on it. Uh there is that little bit of grapefruit in it. I'm a big ballast point guy. They have some sour which i I'm a big fan of um they have a couple fruit beers that are pretty good. That said, I'm going with a 225 on this one. Um I'm not crazy about it, but it's bearable. I, and it is kind of strong, so it'll put you on your butt. It comes in at 7%. Uh can't really be mad about it and it was on sale at the store, so
2: that's always good news. Is it a summer beer that they're just trying to get rid of now?
1: I I probably is. I mean, it's grapefruit. It's fruit yeah, problem. it's
3: gotta be. Yeah. I really wish I would have went with the Aloha version though. It looked good. But what, what flavoring is the Aloha version? It's like the same thing, but it must it must be made with like some like Aloha fruity hoppy hops.
1: Pineapple,
3: like a dragon fruit. I don't know.
0: Pineapple. Uh, I bet. I bet the color was just different. That's probably it. <laughs> um, so I actually had this at the bar uh, before I came here today, um, and uh, first of all, I'd say it was a five because it was free. Uh, that was all. But actual taste wise, I'd give it a two point two five, and that's because I was excited. It was a fruity beer. Not excited. It was an IPA, and the IPA overtook it, and it was just not was good enough. My expectation for too high, which made my rating a little bit. All
2: right, and all that right. leaves us with a two point two five on our scale.
1: So that take care takes care of our sidebar, um, Fellas, Let's talk marriage. We all we're all in relationships. Um none of us are getting married soon. Uh Will's you're close is <laughs> what you got another six years of down school I'm engaged,
0: but one of you guys might actually get married before we do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say time wise I don't think any of us are like closer, but and the steps to like go, Will is definitely ahead. Yeah. I would agree with
1: that. It if goes to
0: figure out a marriage before twenty twenty, then you got me
1: beat. It goes. Will, Brando. Oh, really? John, then Marcus.
3: Oh, wait, no, I thought you were doing that in a different order. I was like...
1: <laughs> wait, what was that for? Uh, that's that's the order
2: of closeness to marriage. Oh, I think I'm way below you. Um, you'd be
0: surprised. Oh, no. I like, whoa. I like, whoa. I like where you put so Brandon that's... second. I like that. See, Dude, this is why I... I like it. Brandon is one accident away from marriage. <laughs>
1: He's also he's also the oldest, which puts her more in a rush. She's
3: and she's older than me and we have been looking at apartments together, so
1: bingo.
2: <laughs> see. While well, I'm younger than all of you, I still have two years of school left. And, and your girlfriend's twelve.
3: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for any law enforcement officials out there listening. (laughs) That's a joke. Yeah, she's She's at
2: least 21. I can show you her ID.
1: Why do you have her ID? I don't. Because
0: it was her old fake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe 18.
2: But yeah. So that's why I put myself below even you, Marcus.
1: That's fair. Um, So anyways, fellas, let's talk marriage. And I want to start off by talking about the tweet that is circulating right now. It circulates every once in a while, and it's by Jim Carrey, allegedly. I'm not so sure that it's actually by Jim Carrey. But it says something to the effect of um, whoever invented marriage is super creepy. Like, I love you so much, I want to get the government involved.
3: Oh, no, that is not Jim Carrey. That's Aziz sorry.
1: Okay, well... I didn't. I don't know. It's like one of those things, like Trump tweets that you ever really know if they're real or they're not real. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's not. That's not. That's his own fault. Um, <laughs> but I keep. I keep. It circulates with just Jim Carrey. It's always him. Um, but like you said, you never really know if it's actually him saying it, tweeting it. Um, but see, I guess to to start this off, that's not necessarily true uh, marriage has been around for thousands and thousands of years and um, while this wasn't the first place to do it uh, Massachusetts was the first place in the United States that required a marriage license uh, and that wasn't until like the 16 39 but by the end of the 19th century marriage licenses were pretty common across the United States
2: what about in, in England then
1: Uh, I would think, and I didn't find the the actual date, but I would imagine that if Massachusetts was doing it in 1639, it probably was a uh, common thing. um, Pretty common or or gaining steam at least there. Yeah, I would think that they ripped it from from England. Yeah, because, I mean, religion's been around for
2: well over 2,000 years plus, whatever you said, and I just, I think that Marriage has been a big proportion of that ever since it started, so I'd have to say maybe certificates were not given out, but it was still a big thing regardless of
1: if you got a piece of paper. But a lot of marriages never didn't really start. um, It was more of a sale, wasn't it? uh, it, Yeah, I mean, sad. So bad to say. I don't mean to like say that in derogatory way, (laughs) but a lot of things pretty bad. A lot of early marriages were born in a, in ancient societies um to secure a safe environment um so if that was like you know if, if the dowry or you know if you had a certain amount of hogs you could get for marrying somebody or uh to protect the bloodline um, yeah you know, it, that's just kind of how it was um there's a in ancient Hebrew law a man was required to marry the widow of his brother. Which is kind of weird. What if you're already married? I think he was polygamous back then. I, I don't really know. I'm not an expert in religion. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. Wait, so... The widow of... So if your brother... Like if 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 Dominic was married... Yeah. Uh and he died. You had to I marry his wife. Or vice versa.
0: Which in today's world is crazy because like when someone talks about their in laws, it's usually a bad thing
1: marry <laughs> oh, my in laws. But also it's pretty weird, like there's a I think it's a Jeff Foxworthy joke about being married three times and still having the same set of in laws, you might be a redneck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's basically what this is I've never heard that one from him
1: I'm pretty sure it's that or like Larry the Cable Guy
3: one of those guys but it's, it's that sounds about right Yeah. <laughs> now so is this marriage like one of those things where if he dies you have to fall on the fire Excuse me? it's an office quote oh. <laughs> talking to so what's her name's parents the Indian people oh, <laughs> uh Kelly Yes, yeah, Kelly Kapoor's parents. You have to fall on the fire with (laughs) them. Which is, you know, brings up an interesting point. It's like how all cultures kind of have different um, ideas when it comes to, like, marriage or unions or whatnot. Obviously, there's a lot of Eastern cultures that were big on arranged marriages. Like, it didn't necessarily mean you knew these people ahead of time, but it benefited both families in certain ways, either politically uh, wealth wise or agriculturally or whatnot. I mean they were able to go into these unions to se- essentially to strengthen bonds and well yeah. obviously but
1: no definitely and and uh, I mean it's still I don't I don't know exactly like like Hindu culture exactly but like I know up until fairly recently it was still very common to have an arranged marriage. Now I think you know at least at least in America it's not as common. But I mean like I can't speak for like actually in in india if it's if it's still common or not, I would think it's still fairly common.
2: I think they're <laughs> doing it, but I also think India is becoming more i guess self aware and they're marrying or they're not marrying as much as like I yeah
1: that's true. The
2: marriage is probably going the rate of marriage is probably going down because it's more for love and affection rather than to make those bonds and I guess help out both families.
1: The wild thing about it is that, like, as a whole, um, marriage wasn't really romantically involved until, like, the Victorian age. So, think about how many thousands of years until, what, the Victorian age started in, like, the 1500s, 1600s, which is a long time ago, but also not that long ago when you look at the grand scheme of things
2: like human history 400 years a lot of shit's
0: happened in the past 100 years right well we're still doing some, some cultures or the, the arranged marriages
1: bro where you been we've been talking about that for like 10 minutes already
0: <laughs> well hemoglobin is like a thing that's in front of me at the moment and I keep peeking at it and...
3: I don't hear about yeah uh, uh, I I, I have to study I was at the bar earlier yada yada yada
2: yeah right jeez I mean, if Will wants to get scientific, we can ask him about why we put the ring on the left um, finger.
0: That's he... old wives' tale stuff. That's something about the blood vessel being closest to the heart. It's is it
1: something... true or no? I did find this, um, and it is not true. Okay, fair enough. But that is the correct answer. <laughs> there, it, there, It was once thought to be a vein that went from your ring, left ring finger directly to your heart.
0: And then someone decided to cut someone open and find out that wasn't true.
1: Which I mean, like, how dare they, number one.
0: I'm sure it was a man cutting his wife open to figure (laughs) it out. She had it on the wrong finger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I guess since uh, I ruined that part, um, what about uh, mail-to-order brides?
1: What about (laughs) them?
0: Isn't that a thing? Like, people like... Women from Russia?
2: I, see, I don't know if that is a thing. It, I You always see it joked about, but I've never actually met one. I mean,
3: I'm okay. mean, i I'm sure it was real in some capacity. I don't think it's probably as common as we think.
1: I'm going to tell you guys a secret, and no, nobody can tell anybody this. Except uh, dozens of people listening, right? Now. We'll just <laughs> cut thir- this out. We'll cut this out. The 30 people that listen to this. I have a neighbor who, when I was, like, in seventh-ish grade, had this... Russian lady started living with him out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> and, and she had a son that was my brother's age, um, and like, they became pretty good friends. And then she, they got married about like nine months to her in her being here, and then she just disappeared, <laughs> her yes, and her yes. son just <laughs> gone. Probably just a
3: under- green card marriage. Yeah,
1: that's all that is. And yeah, but like, where where'd you come from?
0: Well, if you go gotcha. on Google and you type in "mail to yeah, yeah. o mail to o, the first thing that pops up is "mail to order bride prices." Um,
3: <laughs> so from anywhere
0: from one thousand to fifteen <laughs> thousand dollars.
3: Way cheaper than I thought it would be, yeah. dude. For real, a whole person. Well, you don't own the person, Mark. I I need to make this very clear to you. You do not own the person.
2: That that goes from mail-order brides to straight human
1: trafficking. But also, you you don't, like, physically own... You kind of contractually obligated to them for the rest of your life.
3: Um, And that sounds like you just bought a person. Marcus, it's very important for me (laughs) to tell you that you cannot buy people. You
1: can (laughs) is illegal you can it's called employees you ever been to toledo we just want to uh let all of our listeners
0: (laughs) know we are an anti-slavery podcast just throwing that out there since 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 marcus is kind of going in on buying people i'm just
1: (laughs) saying it sounds a lot like you just bought somebody for fifteen thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars
3: this is taking a weird turn
1: so i'd like to cite my
0: sources on this 1000 to 15000 dollars i have three sources uh the first one being brobible.com oh
3: that's yeah, super yeah, credible. That's
0: the second one being mailtoorderbrideprices.com
1: that sounds more credible
0: we're getting better and then this is by far the most official wow. russiancupid.com
3: solid russiancupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> well no,
3: so and,
1: and you, I mean, I'm not like drawing a firm line that this is exactly how it happens, but have you ever seen Shameless? Yes. yes. Where like they 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 get smuggled in, and you, like people are, are buying Russian prostitutes. Like that's what it sounds like to me.
0: Prostitutes, uh, such a strong I think they're one. less smuggled uh, in and more of a green card type thing.
1: Listen, maybe maybe in real life, but not in Shameless, they were smuggled in.
2: <laughs> well, And shameless, they might have been smuggled in. But real life, they get through all the normal channels to get here. And then I don't really know what you're supposed to expect out of them. But you're like, hey. A marriage. Yeah. I don't – I just feel like that's weird trying to marry somebody you've never met before. But I guess we were just talking about arranged marriages where you probably never really met the person anyways. So how different – Realistically,
0: Like happy marriages, too.
2: Yeah. They have to make it work.
0: I mean, yeah, you have to make it work, but you don't got to be happy about it. There's plenty of people that hate their spouses, but they're still
3: doing it. Arguably 50% of the nation.
0: Well, yeah, but no. I think it's a false. uh, Those
1: people
3: do. I don't think that is. I don't
2: think it is, actually. No, I had a class in psych, which was about two or three years ago, which is marriage and family therapy. And. He couldn't stress enough that the actual divorce rate is less than I think forty-one percent in the U.S. No, very
1: high. Uh, uh, yes, it's high. But also, it's not 50. I think that the numbers get skewed with not the not the total. I guess like people. It's like the people that get married nine times. Like that's where things get skewed.
3: Yeah. you yeah, No, I would agree with that. But then I would also, but like you just said. So you said it's under forty one percent so does it mean that's forty percent or that doesn't mean it's twelve percent okay there's no it's just twelve <laughs> percent
2: okay, so it might be around forty or thirty nine percent of that but you like you have to think what Marcus said a lot of it is those people who get married nine ten times they got divorced eight so one or two people count for eight of these divorces already
3: and that's a very, very valid point, but I would also still counter argue to even those that specific group of people even if it's like 30% think of the money and effort that goes into these fucking weddings like like how much they cost and how long they take to plan and then when you figure like divorce costs themselves there are people people out there throwing away tens upon tens of thousands of dollars like it it is just it just blows my mind but we get to Thank have you. a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, on their dime, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> you,
1: and, and, and shout out to our inspiration for this this uh, episode, our friends uh, Alex and, and Gavin, who just got married over the weekend. Um, also the inspiration for the beer, because as part of my groomsman gift, he gave me six, a six-pack of assorted beers, so I picked one of the six uh, assorted beers.
3: <laughs> was it the only one that was left?
1: No, I haven't. this is my
3: first one. Well, and you brought up a good point. So now that we're on this train of thought, and this is my favorite favorite part of this topic, is and we are at that point of our lives now where nearly all of our friends are getting engaged or having their weddings, and it's probably the most fun time of our lives because almost none of us have kids.
1: In and... the worst time in our lives. The most expensive time in our lives that isn't directly related to my family or our our direct families.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, it's so we get to attend a lot of weddings, which means we get to get together and weddings are basically the adult version of a high school dance. Like
1: I would I would argue and say a, a fraternity or sorority formal.
3: Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm taking – not everybody gets to experience those. Most people go to high school dances, so I'm trying to relate to everybody here. It's like everyone so, can high school dance, but with people you like. I mean, yeah, I never drank at a high school dance, unfortunately, but – Same. Uh, Me I mean, neither.
0: I don't think anyone's drank at high school dance with right. this podcast. No,
3: nope. on this oh, podcast, brother, probably not. My brother used to get fucked up and then it was like the year he graduated they start breathalyzing at the door yeah they told
1: us uh, for senior prom they were going to breathalyze us and so like no one drank and they didn't get anybody out so I assume no one drank because they didn't actually breathalyze uh, <laughs> but there was I had a teacher tell us that a couple years ago my sister confirmed this because she was that she was a year younger than this girl and uh, this girl showed up blacked out to prom totally black like couldn't stand up just (laughs) gone and and the teacher was like um like i gotta take you home (laughs) you can't even like you can't be here you can't like you can't get a ride home like i have to make sure you get home right now
2: (laughs) we had in my high school we had two girls Back-to-back years have to go to the hospital from alcohol poisoning.
1: Oh my so, god! This is high school. What the hell's going on? In Kent? I
2: don't know. They didn't even make it into the like the
1: dance. All right, let's shift out of dances. Yeah. Regardless,
3: regardless, yeah, I was about actual to say. Wedding. I mean, so it gives you an opportunity, like if you're still in college, or you're just out of college, or you're adulting, or wherever. You get to meet up back with all of your friends, especially if you get like if you're in the wedding party with a bunch of your college friends, and you get to meet up like a few days before. Maybe have a bachelor party or go out a few nights. Like, do the uh, the rehearsal dinner, which is essentially just 15 minutes of walking in a straight line and then going to the bar. Like, it, it, it it's like it's a heightened state of going out and having fun in which you know you have to get a hotel room and you have to like. Basically, get obliterated because there's an open bar.
0: Says Where? the guy who wasn't going to get a hotel room to his
3: last wedding. Yeah, and there the was... guy who lost his phone. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I, and his I did not use. My, he was. My my friends were great people, and they found it. So <laughs> he just
0: misplaced it really hard.
3: <laughs> John calls me, so I wake up at about six forty-five in the morning. I'm still in half of my suit because the other half is MIA, and I do a quick pat down on myself and go okay no phone or suit jacket because I put it in there okay new suit jacket this is gonna be problematic and I go <laughs> but first things first there's no way I can get to the uh, reception place first I'm gonna have to go sit in the shower so <laughs> 7 a.m. I get in the shower I proceed to do my thing where I lay down then,
0: <laughs> he gets out of the shower
3: <laughs> and then 8:30 I walked out of the shower. And no sooner had I, like, laid down in bed, I was like, I just need to lay down for a little bit longer. The the hotel phone rings. <laughs> I don't know how, like, but John somehow figured it out, like, the hotel room I was in, or they transferred him up there. And he's like, hey, I have your phone. I go, oh, my God, you're the best assistant. Um, <laughs> do you have my jacket, too? Yeah. I go, awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Is this Brian? No, it's John. Okay. <laughs> I'll be over in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They, I, I went down to breakfast on Sunday, and the groom's dad was telling me about it. And he was like, it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Like, he just, like, knew. Like, where this is how I could get a hold of Brandon. And he said. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, because, because some random person just walks up with um, Gavin's sister, and, I, like, she just bolts towards me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do last night? Because I'm just sitting there trying to enjoy my breakfast. No big deal. And I'm like, already I have, I'm sorry, about to pop out of my mouth. Like, I don't know what I did, but I'm just going to apologize now. And she goes, do you have a friend, last name, no, starts with a no. P? And I'm like, fucking Brandon. Pass <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I think I have his phone and suit jacket. And I'm like, yep, just, just give it to me. I'll definitely. I'll figure this out. So then I, I don't know
3: how they figured it out. It
2: was my stuff. I don't I don't I think they may have asked Gavin. I don't know Yeah. Ga- what was someone, your wallet in it no like phone maybe do you have your wallet I don't know yes now <laughs> I don't know how they figured it out exactly it might have been like Gavin's sister who knew I wasn't sure either way I called the hotel and I was like can you transfer me to like this person like tell me his like room number and they're like well we can't do that but we can transfer you and I'm like done
1: Brandon, please pick up
3: Gavin said he had tried calling me, like, the night before, and I was just passed the fuck out.
1: That sounds difficult. Cool. But let's let's right. transfer off of, of Gavin and Alex's wedding. It was a great time. Um, I remember most of it. Um, and we love you guys, but we're here talking about other weddings and marriage and great stuff like that. Um, and then we can get into, because we just experienced one, the top four um Wedding events, events that happen at a wedding. I guess is the best way to put it. So, um, some traditions. I guess. Uh, I guess typically, like I shouldn't say traditions, but uh, I'm Catholic, and Catholics have the worst weddings because they are so long. There's also a lot of up and down. I don't. I don't agree with
3: that though. It's only if you guys do communion yeah
1: right yes, but I mean communion yes, only adds incredible. like 15 minutes um, but like as a whole like, Gavin and Alex's was 30 minutes I think it was only like 25 actually oh it was balling no they were uh, in and out done John and Kalen's was like 40 ish uh, I was pushing it I've been to a wedding that was 20 tops I think we timed it and it was like 18 minutes like things are great and then like I have to go to family weddings or like other friends that are Catholic and above my faith but if i could have a faith that didn't involve an hour and a half wedding that <laughs> would be dope not. what do you do for an hour and a half you pray man
3: because... it's just hard because you're usually a little tipsy and sometimes it's very hot in there and yeah. i was struggling at nate's
1: yeah i was too i'm uh, not at nate no i struggled at gavin's a little bit it was so hot i wasn't I wasn't tipsy, but it was so hot that, and the, the suits were not helping <laughs> and, and everybody, like even the, even the bridesmaids are like, oh, we were about to pass out. This is just awful. But it was like, <laughs> if it was any more, if it was any more than the 25 minutes, somebody would have passed out.
0: <laughs> so this, uh, long wait of the ceremony taking an hour and a half leads me to my first great event of a wedding. And,
3: uh, oh, I don't think we are doing that yet, but anyway,
0: but I want to bring this in because it really,
1: isn't,
3: start, I it really guess.
0: isn't a great event. But I want to lead into it. So the first great event is, especially if you're not in the wedding party and you're with your friends and the pews, it's the last 15 minutes if you're following along on the itinerary when you just oh. start looking at each other like, oh my god, I can't, I can't wait to drink. Oh my <laughs> god, this is just a oh, you're just a giddy.
2: <laughs> or, or as soon as they started walking out. I think the first words out of our mouths were fantasy football. As soon
3: as <laughs> like,
0: that, you're just like, "Where's the closest one?" Yeah, <laughs> where's the closest Rite Aid so we can pregame?
3: <laughs> Rite Aid, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <You> Got <laughs> to find the beer. All right, let's talk
1: about some wedding traditions then, since we're gonna get into like our top four. Um, let's talk about some of them, and I guess you can claim them. Um, does anybody know the deal with the something old, something new thing? It's
3: something blue.
1: Something borrowed, something blue. No.
3: no. That's yeah. mostly just a bride thing, though, isn't it?
1: Well, Right, but it still involves wedding and marriage and
3: that stuff. Is it? I'm never on the bride side. I, I I don't know.
1: <laughs> Is it like a speech or something that they're supposed to give? or No,
3: no it's, it's just to like to they have the to wear get wear something
1: it. old, something new, something borrowed, and something right. blue.
0: Right, so oh, they can wear four different
1: things of that. No, to wear it, you to, Before you get married, you have to have those four things. Oh, I thought and, you...
0: and this well. is why. And this is why. The something old represents uh, continuity, continuity. Yeah,
3: That's there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: something new offers optimism for the future. Something borrow symbolizes borrowed happiness. Something blue stands for love and fidelity, and a sixpence in your shoe a wish for a good fortune and prosperity. I don't know what that
2: was. Can you say the last one again because you broke up?
0: And a sixpence in your shoe is a wish for good fortune and prosperity. I don't know what that one means, but it's pence
2: there.
1: Pence is uh, like a, uh, a, a pound.
2: Point. It's like, yeah. Wait, hold on. Are they telling you to put six cents in your shoe? Six pence. Okay, so
0: seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to oh. walk around right in these heels with six pennies in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so that's where all that is. So each thing represents something that should be better in your future for your wedding.
1: Huh. Okay. Um the garter toss. Does anybody know anything about that? <laughs>
3: Alex always wins. Alex always Wait. Wins. I don't even remember that happening this past weekend.
1: Because Me neither. We in the back. Okay. I do remember happening. I remember being nowhere near it, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, personal I'm... story.
0: My favorite one was at Nate's wedding when Nate threw it, and every guy in the room literally backed up and went, "Oh <laughs> no!" And Alex comes running out of nowhere and snatches it. <laughs> he was so happy.
1: No problem. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I wasn't nowhere near it on purpose. Um but I was nowhere near it. And it works out. But the garter toss comes from the Middle Ages. Um taking an article of the bride's clothing would be good luck. Over time has developed and instead of taking her entire uh wardrobe, you got the garter.
2: So Alex just so- might be the luckiest of all of us. he's gotten it twice now.
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: Well and so you know what used to happen. With that, okay. right? You got it.
1: You, you—that like, you were the next to be married.
0: No, oh, like you and the point. person who caught the bouquet, they
1: mm-hmm. would
0: sit down, and you'd have to put it on their leg.
3: Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that is true.
0: It's getting phased out.
3: Probably because it started a lot of fights.
1: <laughs>
0: <Probably>. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine that's a great thing for weddings.
1: Could you imagine like a couple that? The one of them, I guess it's for the sake of this, the, uh, the woman in the relationship wanted to get married and the guy didn't and she got the bouquet and the guy's like, shit, now I, now I got to go catch the gardener or some other guy's going to be <laughs> putting it on her.
0: See, now my mind goes somewhere like you were dating this girl and then your friends got married, but you broke up and now you're engaged to some other girl and you catch the gardener that ex-girlfriend catches the bouquet. Can you imagine the current fiancé? That's a lot more complicated.
2: This Sounds hypothetical odd. is getting very
0: detailed right now. <laughs> I was going to say, it's oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you been through this before?
0: No, I've never caught a gardener. I've never actually attempted like that to catch a gardener. I'm like mm-hmm. the most, most normal guy.
1: Okay, so I found this bizarre tradition that isn't necessarily like during the wedding, but it, it's during courtship. It was in the 16th and 17th century in in Europe and America, and it was called bundling. Um, The process allowed courting couples to share a bed, fully clothed, with a bundle board to separate them. This allowed the pair to talk, to get to know each other, uh, in the safe (laughs) in the safe confines of the of the woman's house. What is a bundle board? I,
3: I feeling that's a feeling the burger in
0: the bouquet like if that's who who catch that
1: what
3: no who's no, involved in that no, again I think this is the bride and groom
1: so, yes yeah, so, the bride and groom it's pre-wedding this is during courtship during dating
3: so I have a feeling this is where glory holes came from <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be that much of a glory hole
2: you
1: know who's on the other end Yeah, but, you know... But you're not breaking the rules
3: (laughs) if you're on each side. (laughs) You're not breaking the rules, but it's really breaking the spirit of... of, The penetration.
1: Also, uh, this one I think is actually pretty cool. In Europe in the 18th century, a biscuit or small loaf of bread was broken over the head of the bride as she came out of the church. Um Unmarried guests scrambled to get pieces of the biscuit. And this is where it, it, it something to do with a good fortune. Um, but this is where wedding cakes come, came from.
2: Like wedding cakes or cupcakes? What? Wedding cake. What do you mean cupcakes? I thought you said cupcakes. You broke up for a second. I was like, that's biscuit. weird.
3: Biscuit. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Everything. And then the throwing of the rice. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think it's kind of like that's a mix not, of those though.
0: things. Yeah, but the throwing of the race killed birds. Yeah, also, what what I, mean. I don't think that. a biscuit killed birds.
1: Shouts out to Alex and Gavin for giving the bridal party uh, bubble guns. <laughs> 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 Instead of just normal bubbles. It was pretty neat.
3: <laughs> so I have a more regional tradition uh, for this people. Is it a cookie oh. table? Gotcha. Uh, just you, just you, just it's the cookie table. Cookie table. It's the Youngstown so, thing. So there's this thing from western parts of PA and from the our me and Will's region of Ohio that is is renowned. And and listen, you haven't been to one, so you don't. Get I literally it. have. You don't know. Don't give me this Pittsburgh bullshit. I've I don't been, uh, it. said I've never been to one, and I have. I don't think Pittsburgh cookie tables are a real thing. I think Youngstown cookie tables are the move always and forever. Is I've this shit... Pittsburgh cookie table. Y- yeah. It's, up. it's different. It's, it's not. Different. <laughs> it's
1: not. It's a cookie table, Brandon. It's a bunch no, of cookies no, no, no. laid you out know, in
0: the table. You know a cookie table. It's less of a cookie table and more of a cookie room with tables all surrounding. It's a and real they, thing.
3: And this isn't like... They, they. You don't go and buy these cookies anywhere. These are homemade, usually very Italian stuff. Like, I mean... It, it, it's it's a staple of young, of Youngstown tradition. And
1: so, yep, the homemade thing sounds right. You're right.
3: Okay, you know what? I I'm getting off. I'm going to bed. No, it's, I don't isn't to talk it isn't
1: it. All right, I'll come
2: in, Brandon. Isn't it supposed to replace the cake and everything? It is. Which
3: it never it never does around here. But I oh, think, so I think that's, that's why, great.
2: That's because quite frankly, I would but rather have a shit it. ton of cookies than like one piece of cake. So sure. I'm a big fan of this cookie table. I've never seen it. I would like to at one point, but I'd highly... All right,
0: John, imagine the little cookie table that Gavin and Alex had, but like five of those.
3: I would have died. Yeah. I ate yeah. so many I mean, of those fucking cookies. It, it honestly is wild. Because And the best part is when you're like kind of... Like if you're kind of related or are related to the bride and groom, like you get cookies for days after because they're like, dude, we have like a couple thousand cookies left over... Is does anybody want some of so these? You're like, uh yeah, if you could give me like all of them, that'd be pretty cool.
1: So the cookie table, and this is I think one of my favorite traditions, even though it's very regional. Um, it was born out of the Great Depression. Like they couldn't afford a wedding cake, so families would just bring a tray of cookies to share with everybody, and that's that's how it was born. And it is a really neat but with Gavin and Alex's cookie table, one of the parents of the married couple and I won't say which one. I walk over to the cookie table, they open my jacket and shoved a cookie <laughs> in in my jacket and then just and said. Great wait job wait. <laughs> wait,
2: that happened to you? Yes. Because I have an issue where I woke up and someone had shoved a cookie into my <laughs> my jacket pocket.
1: It was not me. They also stuffed M M's in my pocket, so it was a great. I, I had a well, to a great... My best a, guess is Alex's mom. You were correct.
2: I blame, <laughs> I blame my girlfriend for that. If Alex's mom did that, I have some apologizing to do. Because <laughs> I was rather pissed. You said M&M's and
0: I knew who it was. She kept running back and forth to the M&M bowl. I saw her running there like every other song.
1: <laughs> so the... Uh, not, I guess, not to change topics, but to also change topics. Um, I found a thing on Victorian courtship, which was really interesting to me. To start courtship, uh, basically, there would be big parties for singles and their families and whatever, and um, men would hand women their, their card and... At the end of the night, the woman would decide what gentleman she would like to escort her home. And she would hand him her card and that signal that it was time to go home. Um, And that he was to escort her home. And then they would go home and they would hang out with her her parents. Um, And if if they were lucky, they would get to hang out on the front porch. Supervised. Supervised. (laughs) Supervised.
2: Supervised.
1: (laughs) dad with a shotgun just sitting
2: right there yes yeah that kind of supervision
1: yes so I mean it's it's pretty interesting the whole card thing like is that how business cards were born <laughs> hey
0: we're doing business
1: together basically <laughs> that's interesting well, do you guys have anything other anything else on um you know weddings or marriage traditions or anything like that well we left out cutting the cake well, I mean, I think we're going to get into our four, but yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing okay. I thought we were calling dibs. No, I think dibs. we're going to go in a circle. You're <laughs> you're already down two, so. <laughs> two, only down one. Down two, cutting the cake, and uh, the last okay. minutes.
0: Okay, well, that's clearly the best one, so I'll take that one.
1: Sure. Uh, Brandon, would you like to start with your number one pick?
3: Uh, for wedding moments, or, or... So Brandon, John,
1: me, me, John, Brandon, Will, Will.
0: <laughs> Why don't I just go last? So then I can just go bang bang, and then it comes back.
1: You're done because you already have two. We're only doing two. No, you you've already taken two. No, he's saying that yeah. we have
2: four, and you've taken two of yours up already. Right, so we so he's not going
1: to give you anymore. Back. And then you get your two, and then we go back and forth.
0: Why don't I just go fourth? So my twos fourth and fifth. You already know my two. It doesn't because ruin the plan. to have
1: to snake back around.
2: So right. if we start you first but skip you, then we should be okay. I said
1: fourth.
3: So right, you fine. guys fine. go, fine. and then I go do one, two. All right, all right, all right, all right. Just... So anyways. It's a snake
1: graph. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's hard when you fuck it up or
0: from the beginning. I just have fourth and fifth pick, which tends to be at one and two, but fourth and fifth.
3: All right, so I'm going to say first overall pick, um, definitely best man speech. Uh, best man speech is a big moment, and, I, and I'm best saying... Best man. No, because a good best man speech will make everybody laugh. It'll make everybody ooh and awe. Ah. And then it gives you the moment to give a toast at the end. Sometimes it lets you in a little bit on you, on the relationship dynamic between the bride and groom. You know, it's better. You know what? I'm sorry, uh, ladies out there, but I always think best man speeches are better than maid of honor speeches because the maid of honor speeches are almost always, always about the maid of honor.
1: Yeah,
3: I agree with that. It is it's always...
0: basically. Her saying why she's better than the other
3: ones. Oh my god, constantly. It's it's like the most <laughs> like humble brag of all humble brags. And the best man speech is always like, Hey, this is why this dude is awesome, this is why this dude loves that girl, and this is why they're gonna be together forever. So um, does,
1: oh, the Maid of Honor speech is always like, So I made I met Jessica when we were thirteen and we used to have the most fun. <laughs> if it starts with I for the Maid of Honor, it's
2: just done. It's over with.
1: But I agree with you on that aspect. Um, I think that's a bold number one pick cause I haven't. I...
3: It's a stalworth moment during the during the reception.
1: Nick Barclays was the first best man speech I I watched and I enjoyed. And I've I seen Brand, I've seen Brandon give two. <laughs>
2: Nick,
1: Nick <laughs> did a good job. No, that's that's not true. But Nick's was very good. So.
2: Um, I'm going to throw this one out there as a number one, just because I think it can make or break a wedding. And it's not so much just for the bride and groom, but it's for everyone who attends. And it is a cash bar or open bar. Mm. Because I think that either makes or breaks a wedding. And it's a huge thing because everyone's always like, is it open? Is it open? Everyone's always asking, is it open?
0: And that's I true recently, because if it's a not
1: a- not this past wedding, but I recently went to a wedding where someone texted the the groom prior and was like, "Hey, is this gonna be open or is it gonna be cash?" Because I like need to know. <laughs> they're like, "Um, it's open, but I guess you do need you to don't know. have to come, like I don't know. Well, you do need <laughs> to know because like, do I need to bring cash?
2: Like, that's actually an important question."
0: No, you find out who your real friends are, right? On an open or cash bar, it's your real friends are the open bar. It's the friends that are like, know, they're making me pay to drink.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: or who are yeah. not your real friends.
1: Um, my number one pick is the party bus oh, that goes man. from from the ceremony to the reception and pictures and all that because. I've never had more fun in my life than on per- party buses.
3: <laughs> I thought that was going to be. I thought that was going to fall later. I thought, nope. I was gonna sn- damn. you it's, my it's my a very one good pick pick thing, is we're, right? we're not done talking. We're not talk- talking about. We're not done talking about party buses. I've been on good party buses and bad party buses, and that could that could make or break like the the bridal party experience, like. If you have a good crew that wants to have fun on the party bus with good music playing, like maybe a stripper pole or two, like <laughs> it is. It, maybe like, a bubble gun somewhere. Oh yeah. The worst thing is when you don't either have any or enough alcohol on the party bus and that can just ultimate mood killer.
1: That's my, my number one concern going into a wedding is if I'm on the party bus, do we have enough? Because if we have too much, that's not an issue. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. We, we can put this somewhere. We do not have enough.
2: Kills the mood, man. Because then, you, then you're stopping the bus to go into a gas station, only to find out that gas station doesn't sell alcohol. So we got to make another stop to go somewhere
1: else. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, that's happened. But yep. they did their best. <laughs> Just drank everything that <laughs> they did. They did their absolute best to have enough. Uh I right, will what was your number one for the last fifteen minutes?
0: The last fifteen minutes. We've already talked about it so we can move on. And then the uh, cutting of the cake and watching them smack each other in the face with it. Smack. It's no uh, it's not like a push anymore. It's a smack. Alex smacked Gavin.
1: Yeah, she did. I've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for this. <laughs> uh, my number two pick is I'm a sucker for the mother daughter or mother son father daughter dance. I love it every time. Makes me cry a little bit. Spell up.
2: <laughs> um oh shit. Oh, the for people who are not on the party bus the cocktail hour—that's always like a nice one because then you don't always have to pregame. You can just show up right away. There's not that like awkward two-hour gap. Where you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So that's—we
0: miss the cocktail hour almost every time because we're busy pregaming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we didn't pregame the cocktail hour to to go, but still, usually that's a good thing to do because some people don't pregame it and they don't—they have like two hours of randomness. So that fills in that little bit of time for your guest, which is. I guess thoughtful
3: yeah Brandon Um, last call at the bar (laughs) last call at the bar if you only have one bar or like one area of the reception hall that is setting up or, or handing out the booze it is a manic rush from all of the people under the age of 50 to get as many drinks as they can before they shut that shit down you were running up there and you go. I need eight Long Island iced teas because you know that those things are going to have.
1: And they're for they're for this one, this person, this person, this person, and this person. But they're really all for me. All for me. <laughs> and it's like,
2: sir, we can't do that, sir.
0: As you and walk got... up to the bar, you look over your shoulder. So, so you, you guys wanted one too? All right, I'll get you one.
3: <laughs> and at that point, I've been trying to tip them well all night so that they're trying to be a little wet, heavy-handed on the poor or just give me more beer than I need. It's it's a very important moment because if you are still coherent, it's your last chance to, one, find a potential suitor for the night if you're into that sort of thing, and, two, get hammered as all hell. To not be
0: coherent for the night. Brandon, <laughs> was that your second? <laughs> that was the no. first.
1: No, you wait, get was one more. It,
2: your third.
3: needs no. his third. Okay. Was it? No, that was... That
2: was your third, right? That was my third. Okay. John? Okay. Oh, shit. Um, I guess I'll throw this one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where we're at. Um, I do like the first dance with the bride and groom, where that is like their moment in front of everyone. Everyone's walked in. Everyone's calmed down a little bit. Everyone's sitting there. All the eyes are on them again. And they do have their first dance. I always like that. I always like to see what song people choose, because it's like right now, it's probably like one of five, and it's always going to be Ed Sheeran, or like Ed Sheeran's always going to be one of the (laughs) top ones.
1: Um, If you're not in the wedding party, it is watching the bridesmaids and the groomsmen walking in when they get announced because they're (laughs) everybody's always like yeah let's do something really fun and cool and then it's never fun or cool (laughs) and it is awkward every time well um so
0: running out of ideas here uh i guess like you know one of the we've all two of us made like real things uh standing up there and or sitting down there watching and seeing if like the groom cries you're like oh I guess that's why I'm kind of here
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you ever like not cried but when when you see him start to tear up you're like oh my god it's so beautiful and you start to tear up cause same I've done that
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest I've done that before
1: nope
0: same but this wedding was a little. This last wedding was a little different. Uh, us three, not you, obviously, Marcus, since you were a part of it. Uh, but us three and Rui we had like a little thing going on. We thought Nick would cry first before before Gavin.
2: we <laughs> were all like, when, when will it happen? Will it?
1: Because
0: as best friends go, Nick got all the emotions, and Gavin got all the serious.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um.
0: And I guess my last one would be just getting to see people that you haven't seen for a while and getting to catch up and talk. I guess that's pretty cool.
1: My last one is the morning after. Because in college, the morning after party, everybody tried to piece together what happened. And you <laughs> missed that. You don't realize you miss it. You're like, do you remember this from last night? Like, Do you remember dancing with his mom? No. <laughs> you? Did I I do that? Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Putting that that puzzle together is always a blast. Uh, Fuck.
0: There's like not 16 events.
2: Yeah, (laughs) have have any of us even said like the ceremony of them actually getting married? It's very close to another one that was mentioned, so I didn't want to say it. I'm going to go with the actual ceremony, the reason why we all have gathered there. That's a pretty big, important one.
3: Yeah. Um, I would say the, the bridal party itself, the matchups that you put people in, because um, it dictates kind of the whole flow of the wedding and the ceremony and everything. Their vibe kind of translates to the rest of the vibe at, at the reception. You always want them, you know, because you know, if the groomsmen and the bridesmaids don't really vibe together that well, they're not having that much fun. They're kind of keeping to themselves. Like how much? That, it's not that. It's not that good of a time. You want them to kind of mesh, and if they know each other already, that's great. You know, they've probably partied together before and stuff like that. Um, If it's two groups of people that don't really know each other, you're kind of like throwing them together, hoping that they can spend a few hours together without having a cat, you know, catastrophic event. But, uh, you know, because when you're in the, the bridal party, you have no idea what's going out on like anywhere else. You are not focused in on the rest of the people there unless you're talking to your other friends you are zoned in on your date you know the bride and groom and what's going on with the other people wearing matching clothes with you so it's kind of big
1: does anybody have honorable mentions so i have two um and they both piggyback off of a little bit off of uh two that were already said um, so one is just the entire ceremony staring down the, uh, the, the the agenda of the mass, just being like, okay, now we're here, now we're here, okay, great, we're making some good progress, awesome. And just, like, not even paying attention to really the ceremony, just being like, that, right? then the
0: 15 minutes hit. And, and, right, like...
1: and then the 15 minutes happened. <laughs> like, you see, like, okay, we're through the hymn, so I got two more things left, so like, let rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> And my second is that um, when the, the bridal party first meets, the, the middle school dance that happens where uh, the guys just talk to the groomsmen for the first little bit and the, the ladies only talk to the other bridesmaids and it's just like a straight divide down wherever you're at. If, if you didn't meet until the day of the ceremony, uh, it's on the bus and it's awkward and I've been there. And if you have, and it's just, it happens every time, just a matter of when it happens. <laughs> wow. All right, guys, so let's wrap that up, and let's finish this episode out with our favorite, Some People Suck.
0: Uh, real quick, I have a quote from a great philosopher I want to read about weddings.
1: Oh, and- wait, before you do that, I, was on a, I found a statistic from an anthropologist that, that said, majority of weddings throughout time have happened between first and second cousins. Uh, (laughs) We're all products of incest. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about that for a second. In the middle, it's still pretty common.
0: Alright, so if you guys know this philosopher at the end of it, I'd like you to (laughs) share your insight. Uh, But he goes, I always feel like I'm a planet. And there's these other women that are kind of moving through the solar system with me and marriage is like you decide to
3: jump off your what'd you say Says jerry seinfeld
0: oh you freaking nailed it (laughs) but you jump off your planet across to another planet and you can only do that when the one planet passes real close and you look and you go i think i can make a jump across that's marriage
1: um brandon's old
3: enough to know jerry seinfeld um, it's from a Wall A album, so... Yeah, it's actually a
0: lyrics to, it. to a song, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty hip.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get into Some People Suck. Uh, Brandon, would... no, Will, would you like to start?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I can. Um, so, My People, Some People Suck comes from a recent experience, and uh, it is the those people who, I mean, they have money, you know, not a bad thing, but they are their sole goal in life is to make sure that you know that they have money. <laughs> so every every conversation ends up with about how they got a new car or how they can do this, how they can do that. Just to really rub it, they have a lot of money and they never had to.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, John?
2: Um, mine is just one individual person, and I'm just going to say, can State stay gunk girl. Some people suck. <laughs> this is the fucking worst.
3: That's
2: it. It's directed at one person. Not some people suck. She fucking sucks. And that's
1: it. That's all I need to say. All right. Uh, now, let me finish this because when I, where I started, I know you guys are going to jump in on it. Uh, My Some People Suck is the Cleveland Browns organization. And there's many reasons why you would think that. And the first probably is the, their record over the past two decades. And you're not wrong. But I had a breaking point today with them. Um, Nathan Zagura is a, is a sideline reporter for the Browns. He also does the Cleveland Browns Daily Podcast. Um, and he does the pre and post game show for them. He's very, very good at his job. Well this Sunday at the Browns Saints game, he got into a little bit of an argument with an official about a call. And he is, and I don't know the full detail. I don't know what he said, but what was reported is that he was yelling at the officials about a call from the sideline. Um, and he has been suspended by the Browns for eight games Ray Rice got two for beating his wife. Tom Brady got four for deflating footballs. Nathan Ziegler gets eight games for yelling at an official. Two week suspension from his from his podcast, or yeah, his podcast, and two week suspension from the pre and post game show.
3: I thought it was only know, one game. You, nope. He must have it's said some shit. He must have been like, "I'm gonna murder your wife, <laughs> your daughters, any other living family members." No, he really My-
0: would have got two games.
3: yeah Yeah,
1: so i'm i'm really upset like I said he is he is very very good at his job um and i am starting the uh justice for zagura hashtag on twitter um if you would like to follow me justice for zagura i spelled the z and um we're gonna get him hired back before eight games He's not going to serve the full-time, just like Ray Rice.
3: Zagur, if you're listening out there, we will hire you for this podcast. You can come um, be a part of ours during your eight-week suspension or, or two weeks. It's only two weeks from from the podcast. 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 Like weeks. the podcast the Browns, so
1: like they have that ability.
3: Hmm.
1: So, Anyways, Brando, it's you.
3: Um, yeah, uh, I, I like yours. I fully support yours, but I guess I'll, you kind of stole all my thunder there, but, uh, for my, some people suck. I'll stick with our theme this week. Um, the one dude at a wedding who tries too hard to be the center of the dance floor. Uh, I say this from personal experience. <laughs>
2: yeah. Are you on your own hot seat today?
3: <laughs> it is you. <laughs> um it's not all about you man sometimes you need to take a back seat to so the couples who are out there uh maybe just slow your roll don't have that eighth long island iced tea it's not always worth it except don't listen to the haters it's always worth it thank okay, thanks bye
0: <laughs> the only time it's not you is if wood is there
1: <laughs> um shout out to brandon because at this last wedding, I came up to Will and I said, make sure Brandon gets more drunk than I am because I can't be the drunkest person at this <laughs> thing. And at that point, I definitely was. Uh, and I think because I woke up with all my belongings that I won.
3: <laughs> but I will say I did, for one of the very first times at a wedding, make it home under my own volition. Are we sure about that? didn't uh, really help no, you no I got you off I, the bus I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if that it's true but I was taking it I was assuming I did
0: you were you were content with sleeping on that bus while I drove around the entire night <laughs> <laughs>
1: hi everybody that's our show um, you have any questions about marriage I'm an expert we're all experts just give us a shout at overheard atb on twitter or overheard at the bar on instagram uh you can shoot us an email at overheard att with two t's at gmail.com or find us on untapped at overheard atb we will talk at you next time